Blog Talk Radio. Commissioner T here. Apologize for being about 90 seconds or so late. A little tough. tough not, well, actually, I was here. I just had some technical difficulties. But, you know, I learned one thing tonight. It is definitely time for a new computer. <laughs> Any doubts that I had that I would be purchasing a new computer have just been thrown out the window. So Commissioner T will be purchasing a new computer. Anyone, anybody that wants to, you know, donate to the cause you know, just, just just go ahead and just send me a message, and I'll send you my PayPal information, and you can donate to the Commissioner T Meets a New Computer Fund. In the meantime, we are back. The Madden Voice returns, and uh, we are now in NFL offseason full swing. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're still going to be around for a while, at least through the draft. And uh, we may spread the shows out just a little bit, depending on NFL news and what's going on. And uh, I think we've got a pretty interesting show tonight. Um, we're going to, we're going to, there's some topics that have been floating around out there that we're going to attack. And, um, we're even going to spend maybe a few minutes on the NBA. Um, you know, we are a football show, but basketball, uh, is a major sport. We just had all-star weekend. I happen to know that all of the Madden voice hosts are also basketball fans. So, you know, we may kick around NBA just for a few minutes, change it up a little different flavor. Uh, if you want to call in and be a part of this show, it's 347-838-9525, 347-838-9525. Catch us on Twitter, and that's uh, at The Madden Voice, and you can catch us on Facebook. Just go ahead to Facebook and just put in, uh, you know, facebook.com backslash The Madden Voice, or just Google The Madden Voice. We're all over the place. And uh, if you're on Twitter, go ahead and follow us, and if you're on the, uh, you know, Facebook you know, go ahead and throw a like up there. You know, show your love, show your support. But as you know, I do not do this alone. I do have co-hosts that help uh, run the show and, and help keep you entertained. And this first guy is, uh, well, he, he, he is Madden Voice royalty simply because he was the first uh, winner of AFL, the AFL Super Bowl. He was the very first one back in, uh, good Lord, what is it, like 2007, I want to say. He won the very first Super Bowl. And he also is a man who's uh, loaded with philosophy. And uh, as we battle snow and cold weather, he's living on the West Coast, so I kind of don't like him anymore. But he's here with us tonight. Dr. Train, welcome to the Madden Voice. What up, T? Thanks What's for the going? intro. 
Oh, yeah, well, well, you know how we do. And uh, this other guy left Connecticut several years ago, moved down to the ATL. He said, he said, brother, I said, yes, sir. He said, I want to get away from the cold weather. I want to go somewhere warm. I want to go somewhere where, you know, you ain't got to shovel snow and deal with ice and all of that. I said, where are you going? He said, Atlanta. I said, good choice. Maybe not so much because they've been getting snow and ice and stuff too. Woo, all over the news, the big ATL. But he's down there. It's my brother, as you know. And uh, I've, we, we, we always call him JB. And uh, I, can't, I can't call him little brother because he's younger, but he certainly ain't little big boy. Um, but anyway, it's a pleasure to have him. Uh, recent addition to the crew of the Madden Voice, JB, welcome to the Madden Voice. Appreciate it, my brother. Appreciate it. And, yeah, this snow and ice is some nonsense, but I'm happy to say we are back in the 60s, and it actually hit 70 today. So thank the Lord for that. I don't like you awesome. anymore. You've just been, you, <laughs> you know, 70 for for Jay. And what was the temperature for you, Dr. Train? Uh, we was in the high 50s, low 60s. Mm-hmm. Pretty nice. Yeah, I got six inches of snow today. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, at least you can make a snow angel. Mm, yeah. So if you guys get muted and you just don't know why, <laughs> that, 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 that's, that's why. That's that's the average temperature of, uh, of somewhere around you know sixty sixty five degrees. I'm sitting over here below freezing with with snow, and, and people around here getting happy because we might hit fifty by the weekend. But it's only temporary. <sighs> it is what it is. It's Connecticut, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's, it's New England, it's right? A, it's, it's an uphill climb from here on out until it gets back to about September. Yeah, yeah, well, 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 yeah, we'll see. <laughs> you know, the funny part is with the way the weather's been, and we're only in February, we've still got another month of uncertainty, so we, we will see. But uh, I always defer to your superiority in the weather, my brother, because that's definitely your thing and not mine. Um, uh, I, I don't know if K-Star will be joining us, but... Um, I don't see him on now, so if K-Star joins us, we will bring him in. Um, and be- but before I do that, I do want to play. I was able to actually um, get that little theme I played last week. Actually, now I have it as part of the show as opposed to holding my little device up to the speaker. So I'm going to play that for everybody. And um, every week I'm going to do another one. You know, every show. I didn't get to do a new one for this one, so I'm going to play the old one that I played two weeks ago. But it should sound a little bit better because it's actually part of the part of the uh, the audio file. So everybody check, just check this out. A little something I was doing messing around. Welcome to the Mad Voice, hosted by Commissioner E. Dr. Train, K-Star, and our newest host, my younger brother, JB. We're here to talk NFL football at its very best. Tune in every Tuesday night at 8 o'clock, our Eastern Time, Eastern Time, Eastern Time. Welcome to the Mad Voice, hosted by Commissioner E. Dr. Train, K-Star, and our newest host, my younger brother, JB. We're here to talk NFL football at its very best. Tune in every Tuesday night at 8 o'clock, our Eastern Time, Eastern Time, Eastern Time. Dr. Train, Train, Train. Commissioner E, Dr. Train, K-Star, and our newest host, my younger brother, JB. We're here to talk NFL football at its very best. Tune in every Tuesday night at 8 o'clock, Eastern Time, Eastern Time, Eastern Time. Eastern time. 
is a magic voice hosted by Commissioner E, Dr. Train, KSR, and our newest host, my younger brother, JB. We're here to talk NFL. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you play yeah. for us last two weeks yeah, ago, yeah. too? Yeah, I did. Yeah. But, but I, I actually, I didn't have it uploaded into the Blog Talk Radio archive files. Oh, okay. Files. So now it's nice. So now it's there. So now it's there. And uh, and so I don't know how it sounded because I I couldn't hear how it sounded to you guys. I could only play it. Now I can actually hear it. So I really did that for me. So I was being selfish. But anyway, um, <laughs> um, and there'll be more of those. And, and at some point, I will settle on one that will either be our new theme or serve as a commercial, um, as kind of a commercial ad for the Mad Voice, just to remind you guys who our hosts are, what we do, and when to tune in Tuesday night, 8 o'clock Eastern time. So um, so listen, before we talk football, I, I'm curious. I know you guys are both basketball fans, um, and I'm going to – you know, I don't know if you guys watched um, All-Star Weekend at all, but um, I'm curious for – um, your thoughts, uh, first of all, on on All Star Weekend. Uh, I'll start with you, Train. Did you watch? Did you get to watch any of it? I know you had a nice little time with your honey dip for Valentine's Day. Saw that. That was that was Well, nice. I didn't watch the uh, I didn't watch the All Star game at all. Uh, I did watch the uh, Saturday evening festivals and just I don't know. I'm still stuck in old school, man. It's not really. It's not. It's entertaining. Is is what it is. Exciting, not so much, but just entertaining. I miss uh, what the uh, the competitive uh, spirit that the old school, you know, standards were. You know, six people for the three point shooting contest, and it was one v one v one v one v one v one till you had a winner. And, you know, in the dunk contest, you know, the best of the best came for the dunk contest. You know, it wasn't, you know, they didn't just throw anyone in there. And they're, they're trying to get better at that, but I don't know. I'm not really feeling this whole team thing that they have. Okay. All right. JB? Uh, I was able to catch basically the game, pretty much the flip of, of what Train caught. Um, I, I was, unfortunately, I missed everything else. I had some, some commitments I had to hold on to, of course. But um, as far as the game itself, uh, I, I can see where Trent's coming from. Uh, I can kind of agree with it. Um, starting to look at it more from just the sheer athleticism and, and the accuracy, how they play the game, and just uh, I'm still amazed by how folks LeBron size and him specifically can get up and down the court and do the things that, that he can do. Um, in the fourth quarter, they picked it up defensively, and it, came in, it became an actual game where you've seen the best of the best play. And I think that's really what All-Star Weekend is supposed to be. So it, from what I was able to catch, I was it was nice to see. Okay. Well, I saw it all. Um, DVR's help. <laughs> and, um, you know, Celebrity Game is what it is, I, you know, it's for the fans. And, um, you know, Kevin Hart winning MVP every year is starting to be a joke, um, you know, uh, you know, and then this year, at least, I think he realized it and gave it to Arnie Duncan, which I think was a smart idea, because uh, that boy can ball. <laughs> you know, plain and simple, he can ball. You know, um, I guess he used to play like Australian pro basketball, so he got a game. Um, but you know, it's a celebrity game, so it's going to be funny. It's going to be, you know, that's fine. Um, I'm with Train on the on the dunk contest. Um, you know, as far as the dunk contest goes, what they're trying to do is 
since they don't have the talent that we're accustomed to seeing, they're trying to make the dunk contest more entertaining. And now, don't get me wrong, John, John Wall's dunk was off the chain, as was Paul George's, but I would prefer the old format if you can get the fact that LeBron James has never competed in a dunk contest is just astonishing to me. Um, but can you imagine if you had John Wall, Paul George, Blake Griffin, and LeBron James in the old form? Man, that's, that, that's, a, that's the true dunk contest there. Right. And, and let me also add, the fact that they miss every first dunk is the most annoying thing to watch for the entire of the night. Well, yeah, it is. Um, yeah, although I think Wall actually did get his first one. I believe he, well, he did. did. Get it. He did. It's yeah, just, he did. Uh, yeah, but you're right. But you know, back in the day, you know, back, they, you know, when they started changing the rules, man, we would sit there and dudes would do 15 dunks and miss. You know, and they would say it wasn't a real try. He can go again. It wasn't a real try. He could go again. I mean, at least they got rid of that. Man, that that got to be a bit pathetic. But to me, if you can't get LeBron. You can't get, you know, the top dunkers, the top in-game dunkers to compete while they're in their prime, then there's a problem. So what is it that you're not doing, NBA, where LeBron understands, frankly, that in my opinion, you have a commitment to the, to the fans. You know, the All-Star game is about the fans. This is giving back. This is something that we want to see, the best against the best. So... You've never stuck, you know, at least Blake Griffin did compete. But, you know, LeBron never. And you want, and we're going to get to this topic next, but you want to put yourself on the Mount Rushmore of NBA greats and you can't get into one dunk contest? To me, that's where the focus should be. Not on gimmicks, team versus team, and, you know, freestyle. And, eh, you know, just it's not. We, we, we go back and remember Dr. J, you know. Michael Jordan, Dominique Wilkins, Spud Webb. You know, we remember those guys and the dunks that these guys would do. And, and you know, Matt, uh, Michael, bam, and then here comes Dominique. Oh, bam. You know, then Michael comes back, bam, you know, 50. You know what I'm saying? We, that's what we remember. And, and those that's guys were coming every year. They didn't take breaks. Like, it's crazy that Blake Griffin is not in it every year, but all you do in a game is go off values and try to dunk on people. Really? Yeah, I I I agree. I mean, I, I you know, and I, I and I, I won't say they got to do it every year, but I think when you're in your prime, you should give four or five years to this. You know, you're you're 21, 22 years old. You can you can do four or five dunk contests. You know, when you start to get up in the you know 28, 29, and you've never done it, I think LeBron should do one. But you know, once you start getting to that age, yeah, okay, fine. You've done yours while you were younger. Your legs had that jump, that spring, and you get a little older now. You want to conserve a little energy. Okay. But, like I said, to never have done it or Blake did one, yeah, man, I, you know, I, I mean, come on, man. And I think the NBA has got to do something, man. Put it in a contract. Mandate it. Pay him, a, you know, bit more money. You, know, you can afford it. I mean, Magic came out two years ago and said, I will pay LeBron a million dollars. To compete in it, the dunk contest got so pathetic. Magic Johnson was gonna pay LeBron out of his pocket a million dollars for him to contribute, you know, participate. Now, a million dollars to LeBron is probably ten dollars to us, but still, the NBA needs to think about something like that. I don't know. Um, 
But all of this talk also, and one of the main reasons I was very intrigued by this, and I, I, I wish K-Star was here because um, he, me and him were part of a Facebook conversation about this very topic. But, um, you know, LeBron talked about the Mount Rushmore of NBA all-time greats and said that he, he would – I don't remember if he said he considers himself there now or wants to be there now, I, I wants to be there at some point. But it sparked a whole conversation of – you know, if you if you had to pick only four, who would your NBA Mount Rushmore be? And I was really intrigued by that conversation because, first of all, let's just let's just be honest. To limit it to four is is, is hard because you're leaving somebody out. Okay, I mean it, it's it's not cut and dry four. It's not like when we talk about the NFL four horsemen. It really is cut and dry those four guys and then everybody else. Okay, um, this is not that. But it got me thinking, and, and knowing that you guys followed the game a bit, I was curious. Uh, I'm, I'm actually going to ask Jay. You know, Jay, who would who would your um, – and hopefully you had a little time to think about it, but um, if not, then do it off the top of your head. I don't care. Who would your um, Mount Rushmore of NBA greats be? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, I, I have to go Jordan. I have to go Magic. Um have to go bird um and just for the number of rings i have to go bill russell that's solid i see that's a solid four that you know you you can't dispute really any of those there were people on the thread that k-star and i were commenting and k-star and i were actually agreeing um that you know Bird, you'd have to consider Bird. You may not ultimately put him there, but Bird is in that conversation. And there were guys that were talking about Kevin Durant over Bird and all of this. And I'm like, okay, you guys are young because <laughs> you didn't watch Larry Bird. I watched Larry Bird. You know, JB watched Larry Bird. You know, um, you know, and, and 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 to not have him in that conversation is just ridiculous. The guy, the guy was, I mean. You know, before Kevin Durant, before Stephon Curry, I mean, Larry Bird was the shooter in the NBA for years. He was the shooter, you know, and he could pass and rebound and, and just made people better. You know, he, he he was actually the best player in the NBA probably, if you went back and looked, maybe three years in a row, you know. I mean, the guy was incredible and, and really was the, the culmination of hard work, not the culmination of natural ability. He was he was a guy that just, you know, I'm going to go out there. All right, I'm going to go out there and shoot a thousand threes tonight, you know, because I'm going to be the best at three point. And that's when three pointers were twenty four point two feet. <laughs> OK, that's when they were twenty four point two. OK, so I'm just saying. Um, but anyway, um, um, I, I like your list. JB. Just, just to add to that, since we're talking about LeBron and, and the slam dunk, Bird was also in the three point contest several times, too. So it's not like he just had his skills during the game and that's it. He also displayed them during All-Star Weekend as well. Yeah, and, 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 and for, these, for these young boys out there that didn't watch Larry Bird in a three-point contest, this is a guy who won it one year in his warm-up jacket. And as the ball left his hands, he put his finger up in the air saying it's, all, it's over. And the ball's arcing, and he knew it was over, and he won. Um, you know, and, never, and didn't even take off his, his Celtic warm-up jacket. I mean, it, I mean it's just insane. You know, it's just insane. So, but anyway. Um, I think that's off. Uh, Dr. Train. I mean, What's that now? 
I said, I knew you were going to go there, so you're welcome for the softball I threw you. I, I was oh, yeah, come on, man. I mean, I mean you, can, you know, to, to not mention that, if anybody's just tuning in and saying, I thought I was in the Madden voice football, we're going to get to football in a second. You know, it's offseason, NFL talk, uh, we got you covered, but we thought we'd throw in a little football, uh, I'm sorry, a little basketball, considering just coming off All-Star weekend. And um, right now we're talking about the Mount Rushmore, uh, if you will, of NBA greats. JB has Jordan. Magic, Bird, and Russell. Um, Dr. Train. Mm. I have the same first three. Uh, for the fourth, I probably had to pick somebody who I really didn't see play, but, you know, I know he was a great player, and I'd probably go with, like, Dr. J or someone like that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Dr. J was always one of my was one of one of my favorite players, um, and, and and largely because he 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 could dunk on anybody, <laughs> um, you know. And I remember when Dr. J played in um, played in the Olympics and he dunked over that Russian guy, and that was like my poster on my wall in my room. I don't know if Jay remembers, but. Him dunking on that Russian guy was on my wall in that in my room. You know, um, I don't. I wouldn't put him there personally. I just I just think that he was a great player. But if you you know, to me, if you have a Jordan, Jordan's that same kind of player, and Jordan was better. So it's kind of like, well, you know, that's just my opinion. I'm not saying it's wrong. You know, this is, this is all opinions. But I I wouldn't put him there. And I but he was a great player. Um, um, but but my my I'll give you all my four, and this was tough for me because I actually I had Jordan and Magic, no doubt about it. And then I struggled after that um, because as much as I'm sitting there proponing, you know, pushing for Larry Bird, uh, he's not in my top four. He would probably be five, um, but I don't argue him being in anybody's top four because he was that great. Um, but I definitely have Bill Russell, eleven rings. Um, and, and the things that he did and the way he played Wilt Chamberlain and, you know, I mean, it, 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 you just won't, no one will get 11 rings. This is not going to happen. Um, and, there, you know, there's statistical numbers to back up Russell as well. I don't have them handy, but they're there. But then on that, four, that fourth one was difficult for me. Um, you know, I looked at Bird, um, you know, uh, uh, Oscar Robinson, who I didn't see play, so I'm, I'm – hesitant there because I didn't see him, but I know he was great. Um, one name that's been off of everybody's list is Jerry West, yet he is the logo of the NBA. Maybe the NBA needs to think about that. Stephen A. Smith says Michael Jordan should be the logo. I don't disagree with that. But, it, but you know, if you can't even say that Jerry West is, is on everyone's Mount Rushmore, then why is he the logo? You know, the game's changed. Um, I, I, I have to say I have to put Kobe Bryant as my fourth. And that was with a lot of thinking. And the, anti, the anti-Kobe is because three of his five rings were with Shaq. But he did go out and get two without Shaq, and Shaq only went and got one without Kobe. So for those that say, well, you can't give Kobe five rings because he had Shaq, you could also argue Jordan had six with Pippen. And never won again without Pippen. Now, he didn't play for Chicago again. He only played for the Wizards, but, but still, he had Pippen for six years. So, um, 
you know, I just I think that and 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 Kobe is still playing, and he's got five rings, and there, there's just something about his his grit and determination and his will to win that I I have a funny feeling that before it's over, Kobe's gonna get another ring. I just have this funny feeling. So um, I don't know. I just, I just I had to go with Kobe over Bird. It's it's debatable. It's really fifty point one and forty nine point nine. Um, I think Kobe played on better teams than Bird did, and I know everyone's going to say the front line. But, you know, Mikhail and Parrish, frankly, in my opinion, became great because they played with Larry Bird. And that's the truth. Um, so, but anyway, that's my four. Jordan Magic, Bill Russell, 11 rings, Kobe Bryant, five, and still playing. Um, could LeBron get on anyone's Mount Rushmore before it's over? Sure. Now, he's 29 years old. Four MVPs and two rings. Sure. But not now. He got a long way to go. All right. All right, that was good. I like that. I like that conversation. All right, we might do more, a little more basketball down the road as, as the season progresses and, you know, we get into looking at uh, the Heat and looking at the Pacers and, uh, you know, in the West, looking at OKC and uh, maybe the Clippers, maybe the Spurs, um, maybe, you know, um, um, who am I missing in the West? There's another. There's another team doing well in the West. Uh, Clippers, Golden. Spurs. I'm sorry. Golden State. There you go. Golden State. Um, so you know, it's. I think there's going to be a lot to talk about. Uh, the NBA is a different cycle than the NFL. NBA is 82 games, so the seasons are, are slower and longer, and you could lose. You know, you could start off you know, doing poorly in the first 20, 25 games and still come back and make the playoffs. So we'll touch on the NBA, and as it gets closer, we might pick it up a bit. But our focus is football, and so now we're going to get back to football. But before we do, we do have a call. So let's go to uh, 513 Area Code. Welcome to the Madden Voice. Hey, guys. How you all doing this evening? Good. How you doing? I'm calling to chime in on this NBA Mount Rushmore deal that everybody's been talking about the last couple of weeks. Yeah, man, we thought we, 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 we'd bring that to, to our audience, and uh, you're welcome to it. What, what you got for us? I'm a big NBA fan, and I've been around a little while, and I've seen a lot of these guys play. I had the uh, pleasure of seeing Russell play, Oscar play, and uh, my, my Mount Rushmore deal right now, I really only have two players on there right now that I've seen play. And uh, I'm one of the biggest LeBron fans there is, I think. But on my Rushmore, I only have two players so far, and that's Russell and Michael. And mm. the jury is still out on a lot of the guys. Kobe, the jury is still out. LeBron. Uh, Oscar was a great player, but Oscar never won anything until he went to Milwaukee. Mm. He played here in Cincinnati. And, yes, he... Uh, has average triple doubles, but he never really uh, did anything until he got with uh, uh, Lou Alcindor at that time. Who's been off a lot of the, uh, I'm sorry, Alcindor, a.k.a. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and, and funny that his name is not popping up on more mm-hmm. lists. But go ahead. Yeah, and he's up there, but I, I'm trying to look at more like position-wise, you know, which he was a center, Russell was a center. Okay, so I'm looking at it kind of like that. Uh, uh, Magic was a great player, 
But you look at the ball players that Magic had on his team. He had some. He had some uh, top fifty ball players on his team, and you know, uh, Kareem played with Magic. So that's why I'm kind of borderline when it comes to Kareem and Magic, because they had great ball players on those on those teams. Well, yeah, I'll just, and, uh, I'll just uh, throw my, I'll throw, let me throw my 20 seconds in for Magic. Magic was, Magic was LeBron before LeBron. Yes, Six, nine, could play all five positions. And Magic just eluded confidence and greatness that made those top 50 players, you know, worthy. You know, uh, Byron Scott, well, Byron Scott wasn't a top 50, but he was a very good player, you know, well, uh, for Michael Cooper, you know, but these guys became household names because of Magic Johnson. The only one that I think would have been great with or without Magic is Kareem. Kareem was just you want, yeah, you're right about that. You know, Kareem was so just had a name for himself, and they had a good bench. Michael Thompson, you know, they had, yep. they had a good bench. They had, even McAdoo played on that team one year, one or two yeah, years. One so year. they had a really good bench. They had a lot of good ball players uh, around Magic, and Magic was great. Believe me. I was I was not a big Magic fan, but the year I tried to become a Magic fan, he got sick. You know, and we all know what happened with, with that. Right, right. And, uh, and so I watched him a lot, but I wasn't a big fan. You know, I, I wasn't a big fan of the Lakers back then, but Magic was a great ball player. But my jury's just still out because, like you just said, Kobe's name is still out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kobe won with, the, with Shaq. But Kobe's just still a great ball player, even at his age. Mm-hmm. You know, Kobe's not young anymore. He still can do what he did 10, 15 years ago to me when I watch him. You know, I haven't watched that much in the last six months or the last year and a half because he's been, he been injured. But uh, right. my jury just still out. I can I can see Magic going up there, but as far as just Bird, Bird played with a couple of good ball players, great ball players too. So a lot of times when I look at some of these, ball, these uh, players that's, you know, supposed to be on Mount Rushmore, I have to look at the people that was around him, you know, and everything. Well, I think that's a good point, but I also think you have to ask yourself, what, how would these players be without that superstar? You know, Scottie Pippen uh, at one point was voted as a top 50 player in the NBA. And to me, while Scottie Pippen was, was very good, um, and yes, everyone says, you know, Jordan never won without Scotty, but, you know, Jordan left and played baseball for two years and, and, and Scotty couldn't get it done, you know? And so what would Scotty have been without Jordan? What would have Tony Kukoc have been? You know, Tony won three wings with Michael. What would he have been without Jordan? You know, Dennis Rodman, while he had won with San Antonio, well, I'm sorry, won with, uh, not San Antonio with, uh, the bad boys, um, yeah. You know, at at that point in his career, who else who else could keep Dennis Rodman productive other than Jordan and Phil Jackson? You know, and and, and these other guys that you know, uh, 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 Steve Kerr and Craig Hodges and these guys, you know, they all won two three rings. They won because uh-huh. of Michael. So I think the the thing I'm saying is that uh, the case for Magic that would be the same case for Magic, and to some degree. I think Bird, because Bird came in after Havlicek, right? And Havlicek was Mr. Mr. Celtic, Mr. Boston, right? Havlicek, no, no one, no one was gonna come in and eclipse John Havlicek. Uh-huh. And then Larry Bird comes in, and people forgot all about John Havlicek. That's how great Larry Bird was. So you know, Larry Bird was great, but he went to the, the right place for him. Boston oh yeah, absolutely. 
Boston was the right place for him. But let me touch on his logo about uh, uh, West being a logo. His days should have been long gone as far as being a logo of the NBA. And that definitely should be Michael. Yeah. You know? And here we are 30 years, 40 years later, and we still got him as a logo. You know, and, 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 and you can't even put Michael, I mean, him up against Michael. Really can't. I agree. Really can't. I can even see Kareem or either, you know, or either hey, Russell being a, a logo. Yeah. Those guys never got their turn. How did they just yeah. stick with, get Jerry West and stick with him? Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I know a little bit about branding, and I, and I do understand that it's difficult um you know, when you created a brand to then all of a sudden um, just change a, a key symbol in that brand. And I understand that, but at the same time, um, I, I think it can be done. And I think, to me, the is clear-cut Michael Jordan, not just because of what he did on the court. But this guy raised, you know, the NBA profile pretty much single-handedly. This guy mm-hmm. is why these guys can go out and get $100 million contracts. That's because Michael Jordan. This guy is why these guys can go out and get $100 million sneaker contracts. It's because Michael Jordan. You know, Jordan, you know, he is the one. You know, the shorts when came out with the two and a half inches longer basketball shorts than everybody else. Now they're wearing their basketball shorts down to their knees now. That's all Michael Jordan. He made ball heads in style. He made one uh-huh. earring in style. I mean, what this guy did to the NBA, no one has done. On, a combination of on and off the court, no one yeah. has done. So to me, when they're looking at the NBA, a multi-billion dollar international corporation, uh-huh. they need to go back you know, 25, 30 years and, and say, well, this is because of the 1984 draft 30 years ago, Michael uh-huh. Jeff Jordan. That's all I'm saying. Right. Uh-huh. I, yeah. I want to thank that. you guys for giving the opportunity to speak. And I want to say just had a Dr. Train. <laughs> How's it going, Bobby Adams from Cincinnati, Ohio? <laughs> I'll do it just fine. Okay, well, I just wanted to chime on that before you all with the football because, uh, like I said, I just love watching basketball, and that's and that's what I do all the time. And, well, we appreciate uh, that. We appreciate that, and let me tell you, you know, it's something that we may, you know, at least for the off season, keep integrating basketball into the show because I think a lot of our football fans are also big basketball fans, and we all are basketball fans, so it's 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 easy to do. So uh, stay tuned. Will do, will do. And uh, thanks again for giving me a minute to talk. Anytime, brother. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. So Train actually does have friends that come on and actually understand sports and make good points. (laughs) 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 Oh, God. All right, Saint. I know you're not live. I know you're going to catch that on archive, but you know you're still my brother, Saint. Even though we never agree, you're still my brother. So, um... But no, your, 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 your buddy, he made good points. I, I appreciate it. Nothing he said, uh, there's certain, uh, you know, there's multiple ways to look at many things, but his points were not from an uneducated point of view. Uh, yes. Certainly to say Russell and Jordan and, and my jury's still on the other, I, I get that. I get mm-hmm. that completely, you know. Just so um, you have a I, reference of uh, who that guy is, that's, uh, that's the late Erica Holliday's uh, father. Oh, Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, now I'm honored. 
No, I'm honored. <laughs> I am. I'm honored. I, I, I know. I know the story, and uh, I'm I'm honored and blessed that uh, he takes his time to listen to the show, and I appreciate oh, yeah. his support. Um, and and uh, yeah, that's that's great. That's great. You know, uh, touch touches me a little bit there. I I, I like to be I like to be touched <laughs> that way. You know what I'm saying? I like that. All right. Um, well, you know what? Since we're since we you know we did so good with this Mount Rushmore, uh, why don't we just stick to that topic and switch to NFL? Because the, the NBA one went so well. Let's switch now and go NFL Mount Rushmore. You know, if you had to pick four players to put on your mountain, your Mount Rushmore of NFL greatness, who would those four players be? Now, just so, so we have uh, a basis to compare, this was actually done on NFL, um, NFL Network, did a uh, poll, and they had the fans vote, and the fans had these four. Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, Tom Brady, Jim Brown. That's the fan uh, voting uh, according to NFL Network. Um, They're Mount Rushmore of NFL greats. Stephen A. Smith had Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, Emmitt Smith, and Lawrence Taylor. Skip Bayless had Joe Montana, Mean Joe Green, Jim Brown, and Lawrence Taylor. Okay, so that just gives everyone um, a little bit of point of reference. And for any of the younger listeners out there that might be listening, I'm, I'm sure you know who Joe Montana is because it's Super Bowl time, and you know his, his name is plastered all over the place. You know who Jerry Rice is; he was, you know, one of the captains in the Pro Bowl, and his name's plastered all over the place. Of course, you know who Tom Brady is. Um, you may know who Jim Brown is. He gets a decent amount of press uh, running back in the, in the late 50s. And uh, once the all-time leading rusher, retired at the age of 30. He was the all-time leading rusher, played for nine seasons, had over 12,000 yards, retired at the age of 30 to get in the movies, um, never missed a game, never injured, and um, just, just didn't wear thigh pads. That's how great Jim Brown was. Um, yeah, you probably know who Emmitt Smith was, three-time Super Bowl winner with the Dallas Cowboys, an all-time leading rusher. And uh, you should know who Lawrence Taylor is. Um, uh, sack master, really revolutionized rushing the passer from an outside linebacker, uh, kind of a stand-up position. He did it arguably better than anybody in history. And uh, Mean Joe Green was a four-time Super Bowl winner with Terry Bradshaw, an anchor, defensive tackle anchor of the Steel Curtain. And you, you have to watch Mean Joe Green to truly appreciate Mean Joe Green. You, you have to watch him because he had the right name. That, that dude was intense. Um, but anyway, those are the players. Uh, let, me, let, me, let me see what Dr. Train thinks. Dr. Train, your thoughts on a Mount Rushmore of NFL greats. Yeah, I think I'm gonna take a take four players from all the players that you just mentioned because <laughs> I like them all. I I definitely uh, I like Joe Montana. I would say Joe Montana, uh, Lawrence Taylor. Uh, I'm gonna home with this one. I'm gonna say Walter Payton, and uh, um. I'm gonna go on the defensive side a little more, and I'm gonna uh, throw in Deion Sanders. Now, my my only question would be: and I don't have an issue with your four. My only question would be why why Jerry Rice would not make your four? Um, it's just not enough room. 
There's no, there's no reason why he shouldn't be there. It's just you can only name four, and I, I don't really, I don't, I don't really want to give it all to the offense. I mean, you can, if uh, with Joe Montana and Jerry Rice, really, that's that's one in itself. <laughs> the tag team for a long time. Yeah. Okay. JB, you got four NFL. Mm, boy, that's a fair scratch in the half. Um, Montana and Rice, I think, are locks for me. Um, I probably would have to also go with LT. And I think right along with Train, keeping it balanced. I don't know. I Something about Deacon Jones, I, I, I love watching the, the films. I mean, that's... He's the one that that he's the reason why they have the the, the sacks now, while they're actually keeping track of it. So it, it's hard to narrow it down, but I'm, that's going to be my four. Deacon Jones. Well, he he's actually coined the term sack. I think that's there you go. Yeah, he actually coined the term sack. Um, all right, Deacon Jones. That's um that's an interesting one. I, I wouldn't put him ahead of Mean Joe. Um, but that, that's an, that's an interesting one. Um, my, my, my four, well, three were easy, three were easy. Uh, Joe Montana and Jerry Rice were no brainers to me. Um, my third, however, may surprise people, but I actually would put Walter Payton ahead of Emmett Smith. Um, and, and I, and I get, I get Emmett had better numbers, I watched Emmett his entire career. I watched Walter his entire career. And I was always just more impressed with Walter Payton. I always just thought that this guy was just, I mean, people talk about the conditioning that Jerry Rice was in. Well, before Jerry Rice was Walter Payton, and the conditioning that Walter Payton was in was, was second to none. And he was smaller than Emmett Smith. And he, this guy, you know, ran between the tackles, um, didn't have the greatest speed in the world, didn't play on, although they did win one Super Bowl, didn't play on a lot of, the, you know, great Chicago teams, um, you know, eclipsed a longstanding o, the O.J. Simpson single-game rushing record. Now his Peyton's record's been broken, but at the time he broke O.J. Simpson's single-game record. He, he, just, just and, and humble – I mean, I just always liked Walter Payton, and not only did I like him, man, the, the guy just, I mean, I never, it just never seemed like he had a bad game. You know, yeah, I'm sure he did, but he never, it never seemed like, it always seemed like in every game he made a play. Maybe he only had 35 yards rushing one game, but, you know, he did something of note, noteworthiness. Um, so, I don't know, I just, for me, I'd have to put ahead of, Emmett Smith. And my fourth one, I really battled on this one um, between Dion and LT. Both changed the game. Um, you know, Dion to me was the really the, 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 the best cover corner ever. And, you know, you, you had to scheme on how you were going to play with Dion out there. You knew half the field was being taken away at passing game. So so knowing that, what were you gonna do? Um and and Dion in his prime could change the game, you know, and and not only could he cover, he could return. Kicks, kickoffs, 
punts, return interceptions. You know, he wasn't just get the interception and run five yards and go out of bounds. No, you knew every time he got the ball, it could be a pick six. I mean, and then he retired and he came back at 37 and played, you know, a couple more years with the Ravens and Ray Lewis um, and played well. You know, it wasn't like he was a scrub. So, you know, I had to go Dion, but let me tell you, it's really close between him and LT because y'all, y'all out there listening, if you didn't watch either of these guys play, and LT played a little bit longer ago, go, go, go NFL Films or whatever, Google, whatever, you know, YouTube. Man, LT was just – take any, any DeMarcus Ware, Jared Allen, um, you name it, any current pass rusher at his prime today cannot touch Lawrence Taylor, cannot. And he could cover the run, and he could cover the flats or, you know, whatever for a pass. He was quick. He could hit. You know, I mean, you know, the guy just – I don't know. I'm almost talking myself out of Dion and ready to put LT back in because the man was just incredible. He was just incredible. Um, what hurt him was his off-the-field troubles, struggles that he had. That That's what hurt him. But he was just a, a great, great player. So, um, But I think both – you know, I think of all the names I'm hearing, the only one that I would say is a little questionable is Deacon Jones. I mean, he was a great player. I, I'm not sure – I'm not sure he belongs on the Mount Rushmore. You know, if 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 you had to say pick four and you know you're leaving somebody off, um, I don't think you're gonna find a lot of people putting Deacon Jones on the Mount Rushmore. He was great, but um, you know, I look at like I said, Lawrence Taylor. I look at Mean Joe Green. You know, um, as a, as a as a more impactful player than Deacon Jones. Um, but that's just my opinion. You know, you just put Derek Thomas up in there too. You know. Yeah, but you know, again, who was better, him or or Lawrence Taylor? I think Lawrence Ooh, Taylor yeah. was better. Yeah, but probably not by a whole lot, though. Not as much as many people may think, because Derek Thomas was an absolute terror. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, he was. I just don't think he was better than Lawrence Taylor, though. I mean, I, I mean, I mean. No, and I'm not saying he is either. I'm just saying that, that he, that's a name you could put up in a discussion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd probably put him over Deacon Jones. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think I think that's the one name that I'm hearing that I'm questioning is Deacon Jones, and I could see Derek mm-hmm. Thomas going over him. But if you're looking to represent the defensive side, in my opinion, just just my opinion, you know, you could make a strong case for Deion, arguably the best to play his position ever. Mm-hmm. You know, to me, LT, arguably the best to play his position. I think Mean Joe Green, you can argue, arguably the mm-hmm. best to play his position. Um, oh, yeah. You know, and then when you get into like a Derrick Brooks, he was great. He was, you know, played on some very dominant um, Tampa Bay teams. But I, I just, you know, um, I just don't think he, you know, next to LT, that's all. If there was no such thing as an LT, then yeah, maybe. Um, but... I'm surprised. I'm surprised nobody said anything about Ray Lewis. Yeah, see, he wouldn't go there for me. Ray Lewis was a great player and a great leader, but um, nah, nah. I would, you know, c- quite frankly, I was expecting, um, you know, I was expecting Train to really go homer, but he went homer with Peyton. But defensively, I was wondering if he was going to go like Dick, Dick Butkus, you know? Yep. Um, 
Uh, to me, that's a name that could be thrown around. That, that you want to talk about it now? Now you want to talk about another guy that was a terror on the field? You know. Yep. Um. So. Well, it's a it's an interesting conversation. There's no right or wrong answers, obviously, but um, I, I think that um, the one name that's clear is Joe Montana. Um, you know, even Skip Bayless says that he thinks that Randy Moss is a better wide receiver than Jerry Rice. Um, I think he should go wash his mouth out with soap, but that's what he thinks. So even Jerry Rice doesn't have a unanimous vote. Um, you know, and Emmett Smith, a lot of people think that Emmett Smith was a product of the team, the offensive line, and, you know, dominant teams, and that's why Emmett did so well. Um, but Emmett played 15 years, and that's something, you know, you're still getting hit on virtually every play played 15 years, 18,000 yards, you know. Um, so, but, but a lot of people wouldn't, wouldn't go with Emmett. They'd put Barry Sanders over Emmett. Mm-hmm. You know, that's another name that you could throw in there yeah. and say, you know, it, it, you know, Barry Sanders was, was clearly on his way, if he stayed healthy, to be the all-time leading rusher in the NFL and did, did a Jim Brown and just said, I'm out, you know. So, um uh, if, if nothing else, it's good barber, barbershop talk. Since I don't get to the barbershop you know much, you, you know, yeah. with Barry, uh, this this is my two cents with Barry. Now, I I agree. I think he's definitely in the conversation. But I'm just throwing this out as food for thought. He played on some horrific teams, and everybody that we've mentioned has played on at least average, more so above average, and great teams. Imagine how he would have been if he had played on a great team and had um. a great offense. Line, oh my gosh! You talk about twenty thousand, twenty-five thousand yards. It's, it's ridiculous. I mean, I'm just throwing out that that little tidbit of food for thought. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's. He probably has every rushing title record. Yeah, and you know, that's the that's a lot of people's assumption. Remember, every NFL player is one hit away from the career being over, so you don't know. Um, but. Assuming he stayed healthy, yeah, you know that's the argument. If you put Barry in the Dallas Cowboys system, you know three rings and and um, at at the time, you know what what happens with Barry Sanders? You know, does Barry Sanders become you know a legend, like really a legend? And, and I agree, the potential was definitely there. Um, I think at the same time, the reason that you, you can't do that is, yes, he played on bad teams, and everyone we're looking at, I, I think you, everybody we're mentioning um, was on teams that won games, teams that, you know, won Super Bowls. I don't think there's one person. I don't know Deacon Jones specifically, it, um, I, you know, but I, you know, I look at everybody else, LT, Rice, Montana, Walter Payton, Emmett Smith, Deion Sanders, um, everybody. There's at least one ring, and I think when you're looking at greatness – you know, the whole point to me is winning. And what was your contribution to winning? You know, Charlie Sheen, right? Winning! Um, and I think that's what will always hurt Barry Sanders, is the same thing that people say, well, what if I think will hurt him? Because he did play on bad teams, and he didn't win. Not only did he not, you know, he just, they, just, they were horrible teams. And yes, he was great, which is why we can have the conversation, but he still didn't win. At the end of the day, his teams didn't get it done. His 180 yards a game and all those, you know, highlight reels wasn't enough to get it done. 
And that's the reality of it. That's what we know. We can speculate if you put him in Dallas, if you put him in San Francisco, <coughs> if you put him in Green Bay, <laughs> you know, teams that were contenders, um, what would Barry Sanders have done? And I agree. The potential of him doing what Emmett did and better is absolutely there. But unfortunately, we also know, you know, and I think that's what's going to happen with Adrian Peterson. <laughs> you know, that's what's going to be Adrian Peterson's knock um, if he don't get, if the Vikings don't get, uh, you know, going or he don't get to a team that's a contender. It's going to be the same thing. Super, super phenomenal running back. One of the best ever at some point, we're going to say. Come back like Superman from knee injuries and led the league and all that. 2,000 all-purpose yards every year. But what's going to separate him? What's going to make the difference between uh, Adrian Peterson or Barry Sanders? But then you look at an Emmett Smith and a Walter Payton, and you look at championships. Walter had a ring. Emmett's got three. That's going to be the line of demarcation. You got to win. You know, you got to win. And I think that's, you know, you talk about Randy Moss, you know, played in one Super Bowl, lost. That was it. And we know for a fact that he quit on Oakland. You know, he said that he's taken games off. Well, that's not a guy that, you know, I'm going to say is one of the all-time greats. Sorry. Very talented. But did you win? You know, at the end of the day, my opinion, that's what it's all about, winning. That's why when we talk about all-time great quarterbacks, first one that pops up is Joe Montana, 4-0 and in Super Bowls. To me, you've got to talk about Terry Bradshaw, 4-0 and in Super Bowls. Frankly, you can't you – know, you talk about all-time great quarterbacks. If, if you're not mentioning Troy Aikman, at least in that discussion, I'm not saying he, he is it, but 3-0 and in Super Bowls, people talk about John Elway. Well, I'm sorry. John Elway is 2-3 and three in Super Bowls. He lost three Super Bowls, you know? And, yes, quarterbacks win and lose these things. That's, you know, <laughs> they get all the credit and they get all the blame. So I'm sorry. You know, you, you cannot discount success or failure. You can't, you know? All right. Enough of my soapbox. Um, get your take on this. Johnny Manziel and his plea to be drafted by the Houston Texans. He's from Texas. He plays for Texas A&M. Uh, Heisman Trophy winner from a year ago. And yeah, I'm going to read part of the quote. Um, I want them to say absolutely without a doubt, with 100% certainty, that I'm who they want. I want everybody from the janitor at Reliance Stadium to the front office executive assistant all the way up to the owner, Bob McNair, to say this kid is 100% can't miss. Kid staying in Texas and leading the Texans. Um, let me start with you, Dr. Train. Good move? Bad move? Doesn't matter. I don't think it really matters in the, in the totality of it all. It was entertaining. Um, I, I did read the read the uh, tell in that article, and to say, I think at the end to say you want to be, uh, what the first rookie to win to win it all, or something to that effect. Not sure. I think that may have already been done, but you definitely put a target on your back with that statement. But um, he wouldn't be the first quarterback that that tell the team, "Oh, you making a huge mistake if you don't take me first. So. Okay. 
JB? Yeah, I agree with Train. I think it's entertaining at best. Um, go through this every year. Someone has something to say about where they want to go. And um, I, I don't I don't make anything big of it. Um, it it's not going to be about what he does. It's going to be about the, what the owners and general managers decide to do. And if he goes there, he goes there. If he doesn't, he's still going to have to perform. So hopefully he didn't put his foot in his mouth for the other 31 teams. But I don't think it's a big deal. Um, that's been a general consensus. I think it's stupid. Um, you, you, first of all, you're calling out a team. Second of all, you're disrespecting the current quarterback quarterbacks on the team. So you, you may very well in, in a few short months be standing at an OTA with Matt Schaub and, uh, Casey Keenum or whatever his name is. And, you know, have the, pleasure of these being your teammates and knowing that you called the Texans out as if there aren't quarterbacks already on that team. Um, I don't think it's smart. And secondly, I don't think it's going to change. I think the Texans don't care what he thinks. So why do it? Um, Obviously, it would be a great political slash, um, you know, as far as uh, uh, from a marketing standpoint to keep him in state. Absolutely. But you think you think you need them? You know, if I'm general manager, if I'm the head coach, I just got a little annoyed. Shut your mouth. We we don't need you to tell us. Your words are not going to impact us. You know, we, we this is what we do. You're coming into our world. Shut up. I don't like it personally. I, I don't. I don't even look at it as entertaining because how many quarterbacks um, totally bomb? come in as rookies and, and, you know, you know, I mean, where's Tim Tebow? You know what I mean? So I just think it's just, I'm, I'm a big fan of talking when you can back it up, but you don't know if you can back it. You're not even in the league yet. You know what I mean? It's different if you got on the team and then you started to say some things. Okay. Now, cause now you got to go on show and prove we're not even there yet. I don't, I don't see how it's helping him at all. If anything, you might have you might have just you know you gonna dare me not to draft you, okay? So I got a choice between him and Clowney, and I don't know which way to go. Um, you know what? I may have just made up my mind. You know, maybe I'm gonna stick with what I got for another year and bring in a new quarterback coach. And who I don't know. I'm just saying I personally don't like it. I, I don't, and, and 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 I'll even take it one step further. I think the guy's got great skills. I think he's a, good, a great quarterback. Um, I don't know whether he's gonna transition well to the NFL. I don't, but. I think he talks too much. Now, he, he, he said he was going to shut his Twitter account down till after the draft, and he said, I will not, you will not hear from me until after the draft, and then he does this interview. So what was the point? You know, you, you made a good move by saying, I'm not going to go on Twitter, but then you do this interview. I just don't see how it helps you. Shut up. Let the pundits do their mock drafts and talk about where they think you should go, and you just keep working out and get ready for the combine. Or I'm sorry, what, uh, they, there's something coming up. I don't know if it's the combine or something, but there's, there's something coming up that he's going to be throwing at. Whatever that is, get ready for that. Do your thing and keep your mouth shut. Just keep your mouth shut. That's all. My opinion. My, my opinion. Um, all right. Uh, I think we'll do one more topic, and then we're going to get out of here. Um, we, I was going to do draft, 
but we still have a few weeks before the I'm, – I'm, I'm sorry, free agency. But uh, free agency does not start until I believe it's the 11th of March. So we still have a little time on free agency. But I will say that I heard Suggs got a four-year extension from the Ravens. Um, the 49ers are working on a new contract for Bolden. I don't know if that's done or not, but they're working on that. And the Vikings have publicly said that they're going to keep uh, Christian Ponder for another year. So for, for, for whatever good that is. Um, I did hear all that. Um, <laughs> um, but but what I, the last thing I wanted to talk on real quick was there was an article on NFL.com about quarterbacks. And um, I want to get Dr. Trains. I want to ask Dr. Trains specifically a question. Um, they had three of your, of your four horsemen as the top quarterbacks in the NFL. And then they had Drew Brees and Ben Roethlisberger as the next tier. So they did not have Drew Brees in with the four horsemen. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Well, first, just before I answer that, man, let me just say I got very chuckled when I got to the end of the article and it said N-A for like five <laughs> for like five of the team's quarterbacks. I was like, that's that's hilarious. Um but I still think Drew Brees belongs in uh in elite. Uh and the one thing that I keep in mind is that, you know, those are four teams that truly depend on their offense to put them in positions to win the game. They're they're very offensively dependent. I mean, their defense can can. I mean, this Saints has one of the worst defenses, and yet their offense was still keeping them in games. And true enough, I, I think he brought up the fact that you know the guy's head coach was you know that that Sean Payton was around when uh, Drew, Drew Brees you know when he threw 19 interceptions. Well, dude, the other teams. I mean. Think how other teams would have been had they lost their head coach. I mean, they're all uh, it's their offensive mind of the team or the person that helps game plan for a game. So, uh, I still think he belongs with those with those four. And you know, I label the four husband. I'm, I'm pretty much going to stick by that. Um, yeah. Okay, JB. Um, you know, just just bringing you up to speed a bit. You know, and you may have heard, but Doctor Train very nicely named. Brady, um, Breeze, Rogers, and Manning, the four horsemen of the NFL, and frankly, just saying these guys can win at any at any time. The, these are four guys you don't ever want to bet against. They're clearly the four best quarterbacks in the NFL, and uh, I I don't see an argument there. And NFL.com has Brady and Rogers and Manning, but then puts Breeze and Roethlisberger as kind of the next tier. Um, do you? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I read that article, and um, I won't necessarily say I chuckled. I'm more of my my face kind of switched up a bit. I couldn't believe it. I don't know how you cannot include Breeze with those other three guys. He's done enough in his career to warrant being in the discussion, right along with those three. So I don't see how you can you can place him out of that category and group him with Roethlisberger. Nothing against Big Ben because he's done great work at Pittsburgh, but Breeze is not in that category. He's in the elite category. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. I, 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 you know, I think one of the problems we have is because we, as fans, see something on NFL.com, people take it as gospel, or because you see it on ESPN, you take it as gospel. And I think fans have to come up with your own position and your own opinion on things, as long as you have um, a reason. You know, no one's saying that you're gonna, there's a right or wrong, but I think in this case, that makes no sense to me at all. Um, I would even say Big Ben, there is an argument to say that Big Ben could be um, the fifth horseman, two rings at a relatively young age, and the guy's just a great quarterback. You know, he's big, he's mobile, he's tough. Um, you know, if K-Star was here, he'd probably be wanting to reach the phone and hug me. Um, you know, I can't hate on Ben because he's that damn good. I can't hate on him. You know, so, you know, you could make the argument, unlike Eli, who I don't think should be in this conversation at all. He's just not that good. He's okay. He's benefited from good defenses, period. You know, but he's not great. And and to me, I don't ever want to hear anybody compare Eli to uh, Romo again. I don't want to hear it. I'm sorry, because Romo never had any of the bad years that uh, Eli had. Eli won two Super Bowls because he had two great defenses, period. But the other thing that I want to comment on, um, and I agree with you guys on this, but the other thing I want to comment on is the category of, of wait a minute, I just lost it, vets with, vets with big money. And, yeah, <laughs> um, you know, they put, they put Romo, Ryan, Stafford, and Cutler. Okay, Romo, Stafford, Cutler, got you. To me, I could see them being lumped together, kind of like good quarterbacks, not great, a lot of potential, haven't gotten it done yet, need to get it done, blah, 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 blah. Okay, I ain't got no problem with that. Matt Ryan just had a horrible year. Matt Ryan was just bad last year. Romo, Stafford, nor Cutler, bad years like that. I'm sorry. Maybe Ryan got paid, but he didn't show and prove. Get him out that list. Get him out that list. I don't see him in that list. Train, you're a Cutler supporter. Am I wrong? Well, I, I, I really can't. I really won't call you wrong, but I can't say I, I disagree. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't know where to put. I, I see your point in the sense that he lost his targets and his quarterback IQ also went with him. You know, it's it's, it's one thing to lose your targets and you still play the position well enough to be noticeable, but he lost his targets and his IQ went with him. And then it got to a point where he only had Roddy White. Well, we knew Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan was Matt Ryan when he did only have Roddy White, and you still didn't see him bounce back, you know, at the quarterback position. So I understand your point. I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with you, but I don't necessarily disagree with them either. Okay. JB, any thoughts? Um, I probably would have to put, honestly, I would put Ryan and Cutler in the curious case right along with Rivers because the one thing with Ryan up until this year, he was he was playing solid football. He had a bad year. I mean, granted, it may not have been along the lines of, of some of these other characters we've seen before, but, yeah, he didn't, he didn't play well. But I think we can't dwell on the fact that he's coming off of a bad year is what you do after that bad year because you see with Rivers, he had a horrible year 
prior to uh, this past year, and he played terrific this past year. So I have the group, those three together. Cutler I put in there because of consistency. He had uh, Alshon Jeffrey step up. He's had Brandon Marshall. He's, he's been a, a solid quarterback when he was with the Broncos, a solid quarterback with the Bears, but it's always been that yeah but with Cutler, and he's never been consistent. And as you all know, I'm big on being consistent. So those three I will put together because of the inconsistency. Ryan, if he has a solid year coming up, might have to move him somewhere else into another category. We'll have to wait until that year comes and goes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, 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 yes, Ryan played well before last year, but last year is what I is, I mean, that's where I'm at right now. Um, and, and Rivers played very well last year. I think Rivers – I, I no longer would put Rivers as curious because he he did well. Got a new coach in there, took him to the playoffs. Um, you know, he he had a good year. You know, sixty nine percent completion and all of that. I mean, he had a good year. Um, uh, we'll see what Matt Ryan does next year. And I and I think Train makes a valid point. You know, you lose um, Julio Jones for the year. You lost Roddy White for a good portion of the year. Gonzalez played, came back, but you know. Um, and, and that has some impact, but, you know, um, he still wasn't himself. He still wasn't playing like I've seen him play. And, you know, the, the good quarterbacks, you know, I mean, Cutler, you know, Cutler now has Jeffries, but he didn't have Jeffries before. He's got Marshall now. You know, I mean, God, let me, let's talk about Tony Romo and the receivers that have come and gone. I mean, he's had Jason Witten. That's been his kind of his crush. But, you know, Dez is now stepping up. But outside of Dez, you know, and before Des was T.O., but number two receiver, I mean, Jesus Christ, it's been about five of them coming through Dallas, you know, so, and yet I think Romo has been very consistent on a certain level, and Ryan had been until last year. Now, will he come back? We'll see. Um, we'll see. Let's put it that way. Sometimes when you have a year like that, like, I think Matt Schaub is all done. I do. Um, I think he, he will be a backup now. I think his starting days are over. Um, and I do think the Texans will probably draft Manziel, not because Manziel, not because he asked, but because, we, we, you know, Keenum is not the answer. And Schaub just, it, 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 it's in his head now. He's done. You know, he just, he, 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 he will not be a good quarterback ever again. My opinion. It's in his head. It's over. They need, they need a franchise quarterback now. Simple as that. I saw this guy throw pick six after pick six after pick six. You're not, he's not coming back from that. Not. Um, so, but, you know, I thought it was a decent article, and I thought, I thought they hit it right on some things like the Young Guns, the Forgotten Man. I think Alex Smith is not done, um, you know, you know and, and he had some really uh, – I think he had a solid season with Kansas City. And um, – you know, we'll see what happens next year. So I, I think I think overall the article was pretty good. I just my biggest issue was I don't think Matt Ryan belonged in that category, even though he got the money. And I definitely don't agree that you don't have Drew Brees up there with. If anything, then just make it five and put Drew Brees and Ben up there together. Okay, I could live with that. But if you're gonna separate, then to me, Drew Brees, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, look at look at Seattle's game versus. Uh, uh, um, the Saints. The Saints all of a sudden don't look that bad now after watching what Seattle did to Denver. All of a sudden now the Saints start to look like a much better team than I think people gave them credit for. I knew they were a good team. 
but you know not everyone believes in that. Well, now I look at now I look, and all of a sudden this, uh, the Saints don't look that bad anymore. You know. So <laughs> anyway, yeah. all right. Um, short show tonight. Just want to touch base with everybody later. By know the Madden voice is here. Nice basketball talk. We'll probably keep that going. And um, next show we do, we're going to dig into free agency. We will get be in touch as to when that show will be. I don't know if it will be next week or the week after, but um, we, we, it will be scheduled on um, Facebook and on Twitter and on Blog Talk Radio. There will be plenty of advertisement out there. I want to say hello to all the new uh, um, Twitter followers that have signed up to follow the Madden voice. How y'all doing? And uh, let me go to JB and ask if there's any final thoughts. Um, all the Twitter folks and all the people that support the show, keep on coming. Hopefully I'll have a, a couple other folks come on for the next show too and, and be able to listen in and, and maybe even participate. Sounds good. Dr. Train? Uh, same sentiments, man. I really do want to thank people that support us, especially when it comes into the uh, – the off season and there's not a whole lot of news. I had a text from uh, a cousin of mine who um, I didn't know was listening to the show, and he's like, he, he really likes it. So uh, definitely, and, and you know, special thanks to uh, Mr. Bobby Adams from Cincinnati, Ohio, for uh, calling in and giving us his his two cents. I, I appreciate his wisdom. He's an old guy. Yeah, nah, we we appreciate that too. And uh, and listen, all you people that listen, we appreciate your love and your support. Do me a favor. Um, tell a friend to tell a friend. You know, help us build this show up. Help us spread the word that the Madden Voice is here. Have your friends calling into the show. Have your friends, if they have Twitter accounts, following the Madden Voice on Twitter. If they're on Facebook, have them like our Facebook page. Throw up some posts on the Madden Voice Facebook page. You know, ask us some questions. Don't ask questions. Post an article. Post a general comment. You know, whatever. Let's, let's help us build the Madden Voice community so that when we go into 2014 NFL season, um, you know, we have a strong, solid follower of, 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 of fans that we're all interacting with each other. Let's make our name let's have people notice us and that's only going to happen with all our fans out there uh listening to us and 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 showing their love and supporting us so tell a friend to tell a friend but uh, appreciate everybody tuning in check out the podcast if if, um you know and you can always we're on itunes i always forget to say that free we will never charge i'm not interested in charging people on itunes so that's not going to happen free on itunes tell your friends check it out download it if you're listening to us on your way to work or on your way home we hope you entertained you and uh that said i want to thank jb i want to thank dr train and i want to say that um the madden voice will be back in a week or two we'll let you know and just remember, all feuds always settled on the field. We're going to go off the air with my little Madden Voice commercial slash theme song. So good night, everybody. We'll see you eh, next week or maybe the week after. We'll let you know, but it'll be Tuesday night at 8 o'clock. Stay tuned. Take care, everybody. The Mad Voice, hosted by Commissioner E. Dr. Train, K-Star, and our newest host, my younger brother, JB. We're here to talk NFL football at its very best. Tune in every Tuesday night at 8 o'clock, Eastern Time, Eastern Time, Eastern Time. Eastern time.
Welcome to the Mad Voice, hosted by Commissioner E, Dr. Train, Kaysar, and our newest host, my younger brother, JB. We're here to talk NFL football at its very best. Tune in every Tuesday night at 8 o'clock, our Eastern Time, Eastern Time, Eastern Time. Dr. Train, Train, Train. Hosted by Commissioner E, Dr. Train, KSAR, and our newest host, my younger brother, JB. We're here to talk NFL football at its very best. Tune in every Tuesday night at 8 o'clock, our Eastern Time. Eastern Time. Eastern Time. Welcome to the Mad Voice, hosted by Commissioner E, Dr. Train, KSAR, and our newest host, my younger brother, JB. We're here to talk NFL.